Well, we started a series a few weeks ago a few weeks ago called God Wants You Well. So let's look at 3 John verse 2. We're going to continue on that this evening talking about healing that it's God's will for us to be well all the time. That is his will. And uh, there's so much to that that the word of God teaches us related to healing and health. And that's what we're going to be covering. Let's look at 3 John 2. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. This is the opening to a letter that John's writing. But notice he says, I I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. So that's the will of John. Well, this is the Bible. This is a sentiment. This is God's will. We'll see that over and over. It's God's will that we be well and do well in all things. That's his will. And he's provided the way to do that through his word, through what Jesus did, so that that we can walk in health. Amplified classic of the same verse, 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. That your body may keep well. What, What happens to your body affects the rest of you. Yes, you can ignore it. I mean, you can look away from it, which is what we have to not ignore. It's the wrong word. We can look to what God has said, but isn't it so much better when your body is well? You don't have to focus so hard on what God has said and look away from your body. You're, you're uh, feeling well. And because what, what happens in your body can be distracting, uh, can be disruptive, and it's never God's will that you have any kind of bodily um, problems. In the NIV, 3 John 2, it says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you. That's God's will for us, that we may enjoy good health. Notice it says enjoy good health. That's because it's enjoyable when you have good health. It's not enjoyable when you're sick. I don't know a single person that has ever told me they love being sick or they love it when they're not able to move about or they don't have their mobility or they're laid up in bed or, you know, they can't do what they normally do. Nobody in their right mind enjoys that. And so it says that you may enjoy good health. God wants us to enjoy good health. That's the way he created the body is for it to do well. Let's look at um, John 10.10. These are a couple verses we've looked at before, and so we're just using them as a springboard to move forward. John 10.10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. This is Jesus speaking. He says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come. Who? Jesus came so that they may have life. Who? The, the, The sheep. He's talking about his sheep, which we are. If we're Christians, we're sheep. We're his children. He says that I have come that they, you could say that we may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. In NLT, it says the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So that's Jesus. That's his purpose is so that we have a rich and satisfying life. Well, you, you know as well as I do, your body being well contributes to you having a rich and satisfying life. You know uh, somebody could have billions of dollars in the bank, but if their body isn't well, that, that affects everything. Money is not everything. It's not even most things. It's just a means of exchange. 
We'd rather have a healthy body than money. Right? You can get money if you have a healthy body. Money is just a means of exchange. It is not true prosperity and wealth. I mean, God's not against us having money, thank God. But if you had to choose, how much is your health worth? You can't put a price on it. Um, people pay a lot of money to have health, right? But what, what is it worth? It's, it's immeasurable. We, we want to we be well. God wants us well. So it's saying the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and to destroy. That's what, that's what the devil does. That's what Satan does. It's not God's will. That's not from him. We read this too. James 1.16 says, Do not be deceived, uh, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from, a, from God. So get, uh, health is a gift. It's a good gift, so we know that comes from God, and that's what he wants us to have. And so we ask the question, is sickness good or is it bad? Well, it's easy. It's bad. So is God good or bad? Well, he's good. Is Satan good or bad? He's bad. So God wants us to have good things. Satan's coming to steal and kill and destroy. Hell or or sickness is a thief. It steals from you. It steals money from you. It steals time from you. It steals time with your loved ones from you. So it's real easy. If God's good and sickness is bad, sickness didn't come from God. That easy. Sickness comes from Satan and his work in the earth of what he's done, what he's convinced men to do. God does not bring bad things. He brings good things. And he's never bringing things that look bad in order to bring good. That's not true. He's not twisted. He's not weird like that. He's not, he's not uh, trying to do good in disguise. It just does good openly. And that's what we see with Jesus. And that's what we started talking about last week. We're going to continue tonight. Jesus is the will of the Father manifested on the earth. When you look at Jesus, you're looking at what God would want to do. Jesus is God, so what he did is God's will. And the Bible says he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Before we go, let's, let's look at uh, Luke 11 too. If you can skip down to Luke 11 too, just look at this. And then we'll go forward some of the scriptures that we had touched on last week and go forward. Luke 11 too says, so he, this is Jesus speaking, So he said to them, when you pray, say, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What people call the Lord's prayer. It's a a model prayer of, it's not, you say these exact words. I mean, you can, but it's a, it's a, it's a, um, just there's some components there you can do, but using your prayer, you know, he's glorifying God and saying some things, but saying things in a rote fashion you know, Jesus said, don't, don't let your, you just be repetitious like the heathen. So you don't make it something that you just say over and over in and of itself. But here, look what he's saying. So he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be, he's talking to the Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Question, is there sickness in heaven? No, we're going to read a verse. 
Does, so if there isn't, if God's not producing sickness in heaven, here it says your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So do, does he want health on earth or sickness then? If, he, if there's no sickness in heaven, why would God want sickness on earth? That would contradict this verse. What is God's will? That's why we're, that's why we're talking about these things. But we need to be... We need to be settled, like not wavering. It's like if I ask you, what's one plus one? Not trick question. What's one plus one? Two. What's two plus two? What's four plus four? Okay. That's the way it needs to be when we look at healing and think about healing. Does God want us well? Yes. Does God want me to be well in this situation? Yes. Does he, does, is God good? Yes. Not, not hesitating. We're not talking about a rote answer, just like, well, I know that's the right answer, but no, we're talking about, you know, you're, you're dealing, something hits you, a symptom hits you. It's not, well, gosh, what did I do wrong? And say, okay, we need to right away come up with God wants me well. Doesn't matter how I got here. He wants me well. Because the more we just rattle around in that middle ground, it's just that's where Satan enters in. He likes you to, 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 to process and think about it and analyze it. Some people think they've got to analyze everything before they can go forward with God. You know, discuss your life history before you can just go forward. Because maybe, you know, something happened 25 years ago and I need to uncover that, and that's the key. And if I don't get that, there's no way I can be free. That's not true. You can be free right now. Just know, okay, there is a past and I got here, but God wants me to be free and you can be free right now. Not to say you couldn't learn some stuff, but if you think you have to go back, you can just keep going back. And you keep muddling around in there and saying, well, but you haven't uncovered it yet. Instead of Jesus came, wants to set you free, already has made you free if we knew it. And we just say, okay, I'm moving forward. Because I know what God has said. We need to be settled in that. Look at Revelation 21, verse 1, just to tie it together with this verse, and then we'll move on. It says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Talking about when all this stuff's going to be recreated, renewed. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned from, for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain. For the former things have passed away. That's describing heaven. Now, notice it says there's no tears. He'll wipe every tear from their eye. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain. Well, what does sickness bring? You tell, look at that list. Death, sorrow, crying, pain. You say, oh, but there's sickness in heaven. And without any of these things? What do you call in sickness? What's your definition of sickness? Because that's what it brings. The Bible says that's not in heaven. So God doesn't want it here. 
Now, there's a curse on the earth and there is a devil, but he's the one going about as the thief coming to steal, kill, and destroy. It's not God. So in the middle of this junk on this earth, God wants us well. And he came to show us that through Jesus. Jesus was the example of that. We're gonna, we, picked, we started that last week. We're going to look at that a little further. Let's look at John 14, 7. Read the, the verses that we read last week concerning this. Go back. You've got to go backwards. John 14, 7. If, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Verse 8. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Verse 9, Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So if you've seen Jesus, none of us have seen Jesus in the flesh. I mean, certainly, if you ever saw Jesus, it's a vision, and and, uh, it's not him in the flesh, because he was in the flesh 2,000 years ago. We haven't seen that, but we see him through the Word which is what we're reading. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. Say, what Jesus is doing, he's doing with the help of the Father. The Father is working through him, doing what Jesus did. So when you look at Jesus, you're looking at the will of God. Verse 11, believe in me that I, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. So what did Jesus do? It says that, G, that, uh, look, that Jesus is the will of the Father. So if we look at what Jesus was doing, then we'll see, see what God wants for us. Acts 10.38, read this verse 2. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. So it says God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power. And what happened? Who went about doing good and healing. He went about doing good and healing. So healing is good. And it says, he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So it says right here, who was doing the oppressing? The devil. And it calls sickness then, uh, satanic oppression. Because Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. It doesn't say those who were oppressed by God. Jesus went and healed because Jesus would be working against God then. God, in fact, would be working against himself. No sane person does that, but people attribute that behavior to God. They say God is making this person sick, but then, oh, God is making him well. He made him sick to teach him something, so now they've suffered for a little while. Now, now they're going to be healed. Well, question, what did they learn while they were sick? I don't know about you, but I don't learn very well when I'm sick. Which is why they send kids home when they're sick. If you learn, great. Oh, you're sick. Bonus day, go. No, you send them home till they can get well so they can learn. This is not hard, but you need somebody religious to help you to misunderstand this and get you to the place where you believe this garbage. If, people, if you believe that God somehow wants you sick but then makes you well, 
After he made you sick, nope. If, 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 you, if somebody was doing that as a human being, you would stay as far away as possible from that person. But with religion, people say, oh, that's the way God works. He works in mysterious ways. We just don't understand. Yeah, nobody would understand that. That's not God. God's not, he's, he, he's not uh, confused. And he's not mean. He's good. So Jesus is an example. He was going about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So we read some scriptures, uh, started to talk about what Jesus did. Let's look at Matthew 8, verse 14. Skip down a few verses. Matthew 8, verse 14. It says, now, when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother uh, lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand and the fever left her. And Jesus arose and served them. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed. And he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So in verse 16 it says, they brought to him all who were demon-possessed. He cast out the spirits with the word, and he healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. We're going to talk about that more at another time. But saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses, saying that it is part of salvation to be healthy and whole. Healing is part of what Jesus paid for. What God paid for through Jesus. Matthew 12, verse 15. It says, but when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. So people were following Jesus to be healed, and it says Jesus healed all of them. So what was he going around doing? We read in Acts, it says he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Now we're, watch, we're reading some of these examples. Jesus, he healed them all. Matthew 14, verse 13. It says, when Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Notice. Verse 14, when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. So a big crowd of people had come. They had followed him. And notice what it says. He was moved with compassion for them. What is compassion? He cares about them. Does he care for you and me? Yes, he does. We're his children. These people weren't even born again. Jesus had come to save mankind, but he hadn't gone to the cross yet. He laid down his life so that you and I could be right. And this is giving a pic, right with God. And this is a picture of what 
Jesus is doing then for mankind, it says he saw them and he was moved with compassion. That means his heart went out to them. Why? Because they, it says they, they were, because they, they were sick. You know, when, when somebody is sick, somebody that you love, that moves you. You hurt for somebody. If somebody that you love is hurting, you hurt. As a parent, if you see your child hurting, you would rather trade places with your child. You'd rather hurt instead of them hurt. Well, this is saying Jesus saw the people. He had compassion on them. He hurt for them. He, he, wa- he, he didn't look at them religiously and, and, and dismiss them. He saw that they were hurting, saw that they were suffering, and he did something about it. It says he healed their sick. He had compassion on them, and he healed. It doesn't say he had compassion on them, but said, well, you're just going to have to suffer some more. You're not quite there. It says he healed their sick. That's how God operates. That's the will of the Father, and that's how Jesus looks on you and me. As a Christian, he doesn't look on you saying, well, let's just see... How much more you can take? Well, you just got to believe harder. You haven't been refined in your faith enough. You need to go through a few more things and then, then I'll heal you. No, the Bible says, and we'll get into this, He has already healed us. We've read it in Matthew 8, 17, but we'll read other verses. He Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. That means He already paid for them. He already paid for it. I said He already paid for it. So when he's looking at you, he's not going, I'll just suffer a little while longer. Let's see how tough you are. If, if somebody, we're not talking about this tonight, but we'll insert this. You know, if somebody paid for something for you, let's say they saw you in a restaurant and they paid for your meal and, and left, or they were still there and watching, it wouldn't bless them if you went ahead and paid for it too. They wouldn't expect you to pay for it. It wouldn't be like, well, I paid for it, but you know, you might as well throw 10 bucks in there too. For what? I mean, you would say, well, no, that's not right. They're taking money that's already paid for. And in fact, if somebody took the money when it was already paid for, you say, well, no, you're you're being dishonest, right? But you know, religion will tell you, well, no, you got to suffer it. No, that's why Jesus... He took it, so we didn't have to suffer it. So why would we suffer it? It's that easy. He's saying he has compassion, and, and he, he wants you to be well now. He didn't want you to go another minute feeling bad at any point in your life. It's not, there isn't a time where it's like, uh, you know, you have to wait longer. Jesus went to the cross and was buried and rose from the dead 2,000 years ago before you were and I were ever born. So any time that's passing in our life, quote-unquote, waiting for something is wasted time because it's already been done. There is no assigned time for you to be healed. It was already 2,000 years ago that it's been done. So when Jesus is looking on this crowd, he's coming to show that he's the will of the Father so that people, these people can be well. And as we're looking at him, we're seeing... When we're looking at Jesus, we're saying, okay, this is what God wants, which builds our faith and allows us to receive what, what 
Jesus has already done anyway. Matthew 15, verse 29. It says, Jesus departed from there and skirted the Sea of Galilee and went up on the mountain and sat there. Then great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the mute, the maimed, and many others. And they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. So the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. Look at verse 30. Great multitudes, though many people came to him, having with them the lame, that means they can't walk, the crippled, blind, mute, maimed, many others, and they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Notice, they, they brought him to Jesus, and what did Jesus do? He healed. You don't see any place in the Bible where they, somebody brought, and they came to Jesus in faith, brought people to him, and he left them sick if they came to him in faith. Now, there were places, and we'll talk about it, where they didn't believe Jesus could do anything, and those people, then they didn't receive. But these people are in faith. They're saying, they're bringing, saying, you can heal the sick. Here are the sick. And guess what? The sick got healed. So it's not God withholding, it's people not believing. So what all we have to do, believe that the word is true. Believe what Jesus is doing here, that when you come to Jesus, he's going to heal you. That's what he does. That's what, and that's what God's will is every time. It's never to leave you suffering. Never. He cares for you. He, loves, he feels that. He wants you well. In fact, he's paid for it. And for you to do, for you to still be sick when he's already paid for it, he's paid for it. He wants, he didn't pay for it for nothing. He paid so that you could walk in it, that I could walk in it. So he healed all these people. Look at verse 31. So the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking. So the people that previously, they brought them, they couldn't talk. Now they can talk. The maimed made whole. The people that couldn't walk now they, or that were deformed, now they can, they're whole. The lame, people that couldn't move about, now they can walk. The blind, they couldn't see, now they can see. And what did they do? They glorified the God of Israel. It says that they were healed and they glorified God. And people try to tell you that being sick glorifies God. Here it says they glorified God because people were well. Well, if God paid for it through Jesus then it glorifies him if we receive what he did. But the point tonight, I mean, all this is stuff we'll be talking about, we are talking about, and it all goes together. But look at what Jesus is doing. We look at Jesus to see what God's will is. And so if it's God's will here, it's God's will for you. It's God's will for me. Luke 440. It says, when the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. All those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him. He laid his hands on every one of them, and he healed them. So everybody that came to Jesus... Where it was healed. If, there, if it wasn't God's will for them to be healed, surely one person, he would have said, sorry, 
I'm getting this from God the Father because I only do what I see my Father doing. I can't heal you. If, it, if we're talking about God's side. And that didn't happen. We're watching what Jesus is doing because that's what God, God the Father's will is and that's what we can believe Him for. Let's look at one more verse, Luke six seventeen. It says, And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out from him and healed them all. So power went out from him and, he, and it healed them. So they came to hear and to be healed and they were healed. So what did Jesus do? He healed. What do we read? That he went, we read that he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So Satan, sickness came into to the earth through Satan and is brought into the earth and people are sick. Jesus is coming and he's healing people. You see him healing here and healing there and healing all and they bring people to him and he's healing and he's healing and he's healing we read more verses last time and there are more verses we could read that's what jesus is doing so in this area we know we read verses to begin with that that the bible says i wish above all things that you be in health you prosper and be in health. It says that Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And then we see that Jesus went about healing and healing and healing all and healing people of this and healing people of that. That's what God's will is. So we need to get real strong that we know regardless, it's God's will that I be healed. And Jesus, if he were here, that's what he'd be doing. And he is here by the spirit of God. And he's given the power and authority to his church Christians to have the same results as he had on the earth. Just get settled and strong. That's why we're just going to camp on this. Just all different angles and talk about this. But number one, we need to know it's God's will for us to be well. And Jesus, when we look at Jesus, look what he was doing. That's what he wants to do for us. And be strong in it. And see that. Amen?